What's up? This is the Burnt Toast Podcast with Stu. Uh, I've got here a Knoxville native, a good friend, Nick. What's uh, up, guys? I love being here, dude. It's such a pleasure. I can't believe I finally made it on the show. Yeah, it's not like you live here or anything. I'm hoping this is the start to my future careers, man. Yeah, Thanks I think it'll. One. I think you'll land a pretty decent job from this. Thanks. I think that... Uh, I think you'll do well. All right. All right. I hope so. Yeah. I think this will give you a good job. <laughs> um, anyways, here at the Burnt Podcast, uh, Burnt Toast Podcast, we pretty much just talk about whatever. Um, we don't really go into politics or anything like that, but we just ask questions that everyone needs to be answered. So we're going to start out with a hard hitter today. Oh, boy. What is the deal with LaCroix? What is the deal with LaCroix? Mr. I drink a lemon LaCroix a day. Tell me. Tell me what's so hype about it. Well, I'm actually drinking uh, lemon LaCroix right now. Um, oh, also, I promise this isn't a sponsored by LaCroix. I'm just, I'm literally addicted to LaCroix. Um, oh, it's that bad? <laughs> what, like addiction? It's the addiction? addiction levels? Yes, I'm... I'm pretty fucking addicted. <laughs> you folks. I, I swear, like, dude, if there's such thing as, like, being an alcoholic for LaCroix, I would be a LaCroix-aholic, you know? Okay. I think I worded that completely wrong, but so, you get the gist. So whenever I drink LaCroix, proper pronunciation, um, it just tastes like some robot water with a little bit of, like, like a robot dipped its rusty elbow into the water. Like you, yeah. Like it's just, it feels like it was made on the internet, and then poured into a cup, and then you drink it, and it like electrocutes your mouth. It doesn't <laughs> taste like anything special, you know. Excuse me. Um, I'm gonna burp a lot during this podcast. Mm-hmm. And it I'm makes you burp LaCroix. a lot. Yeah, Lacroix makes me burp, but I don't mind because they're not like painful burps. So I'm just like, whatever. It's a Lacroix. So yeah, I stand mostly on the on the anti Lacroix side. <laughs> uh, I mean, you've had them before, and you know, you obviously you kn- you didn't say they were bad necessarily, but you definitely didn't seem to enjoy it either. I mean, they just don't provide me anything that water doesn't. Like, I don't know if it's right to compare it to water, or should I compare it to soda? I'd say it's closer to soda than water. I mean, it's it's carbonated water with natural flavoring in it i mean i don't know i feel like it's definitely an acquired taste Mm -hmm. um i started drinking lime Lacroix when i was in high school Mm -hmm. and i don't know what about them but i just like i started substituting that for water at dinner and then i found a little lemon Lacroix, which is what i drink constantly Mm -hmm. um and that's pretty much been my choice of drink for the past four or five years Mm -hmm. it's 
I mean, I, I can't pinpoint exactly when I started drinking LaCroix, but man, I've been drinking it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Honestly, might try and get an actual sponsorship by LaCroix for this podcast. <laughs> Dude, that would be dope. I would literally like, I'd freak out. I'd be like, all right, send me a shirt. <laughs> You'd have so many middle-aged moms supporting your show at that point. I can just advertise LaCroix to uh, the teenage group that, you know. Well, let's ask you this question then. How do you oh. feel about LaCroix compared to things like Perrier or oh. whatever the other bubble? Yeah. Bubble? Oh, buble, buble. Buble. Oh, I, wait. No, no, no. Bubbly. Bubbly. That's, I think that's what it's pounce pronounced. What? Hint. Have you ever heard of Hint? No, I haven't. It's a drink. I think it's actually... A non-carbonated version of like a LaCroix drink. So it's like still got that flavor in the background. Okay. It's just, a, just more close to yeah. water than seltzer water or tonic water. Yeah. Um, so how do you feel about those ones compared to LaCroix? Yeah. I've had bub- bubbly. <laughs> Buble. <laughs> My sister <laughs> hates me, dude. I always say Michael Bubbles. Michael Bubbles. It's Michael Buble. But anyways... <laughs> This is the drink bubbly. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had it before. I've had the lime and the lemon version. Mm-hmm. I think there's one of both. I've definitely had the lemon version, and I'm like 90% sure I've had the lime version. But from the lemon version, it's the taste is a lot different than LaCroix. I mean, I'm sure I could end up getting addicted to that too. But so if I were to blindfold you and put Perrier oh, lemon, oh, I could I LaCroix could tell the difference. You don't even have to add, finish that lemon. question. Yeah, I could one hundred. You would be able to tell the difference. One hundred percent. I'm like a professional lemon seltzer water taster. I couldn't. Okay, I necessarily I don't know if I could tell the difference between Perrier and Bubbly, but Lacroix. Like if you're like, pick one, pick one of these three which one's LaCroix mm-hmm. I would be able to pick LaCroix out of all of them okay. guaranteed 100% like you can literally go out and buy some sparkling water mm-hmm. okay that's fair I feel like I can do that pretty well with something like a like cola even like though I don't butter. drink that cola that much but I can like sort of distinguish between all the tastes of colas like even like the special K and RC oh, cola yeah. and stuff I feel like I feel like you could uh also do peanut butter yeah, yeah, I can actually do peanut butter. I actually de- I, I <laughs> no do like, way. like when you there's different aspects to different peanut butter brands. So like let's talk about like Walmart Great Value. Yeah. Jif and then Peter Pan. Yeah. So Peter Pan is the is the hardest entry level peanut butter because <laughs> Wait, <laughs> such what? A funny way to talk. There are different levels yes, of peanut butter. The most butter. <laughs> entry level peanut butter is Jif because it's the sweetest and it's the creamiest. Okay. So if you're someone who's just using that for something like toast or like a, a banana, Jif is going to be like the normie buy. Like if if you're if you're just someone who wants some peanut butter, Jif's going to be the move. Great value. I'm sorry, but the value cut just doesn't do it any justice. It tastes like they pump some plastic in the middle of everything. It doesn't taste good. And oh, it's I, like it, if you mix it in with like something like oatmeal or something like a smoothie it leaves like a layer of like like fucking bp oils oh it's like a (laughs) surfactant that's a that's a a word i learned a few months ago for surfactant that's what like when you open a ketchup bottle and it's got that (laughs) layer of oil on top that means that ketchup bottle has been sitting out for 
probably a pretty long time, or okay. it's just not a robust formula. Mm-hmm. Um, basic info for anyone listening to a podcast. I kind of obsess myself over things sometimes, mm-hmm. and I remember things that I find interesting, like the robustness of a formula and what surfactants will happen, whatever. I don't know what I'm saying. Anyways, <laughs> but I don't know why I did that. What What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? So <laughs> it's the Burnt Toast Podcast. Which we're t- back with uh, an ad for... Uh, Bubbly sparkling water. Actually, LaCroix, because so, LaCroix is way better. You know, sometimes when you're like chilling on a Saturday evening on your porch and you want to drink water because you want to get hydrated, but you also don't, and you also don't want to drink tea or something, grab you a bubbly. Try it out one night on the porch with some crispy, cold fall air. <laughs> See how that gets you feeling, and tell me if that's not just sparkling robot water. With a hint of lemon screaming in the background. Or you could drink LaCroix and then develop a taste for it and become addicted. Yeah. Like I am and spend mm, $12 a month drinking LaCroix. Well, it's kind of like buying a pack of Cokes, but way better for your heart. Honestly, if I stopped drinking LaCroix, I could afford like a premium podcast website subscription for a month see but do you value that over the ability to drink something like her see that's something i don't know yet because like if i mean i could totally 100 percent give up lacroix uh-huh um like when i'm at a summer camp and i'm not drinking it dude i forget about it yeah because they don't it's not like you can get one at a restaurant you know most restaurants don't serve lacroix i mean some do but most don't because mm-hmm. it's like it's like a specialty um, smaller brand. I could see LaCroix developing into like a a, a a hipster thing, like wine tasting and stuff like that. Yeah, where people are like, <laughs> I brew my own, I brew my own hinted water. Yeah, and it tastes like hints of apricot with mango, and the people will be like, I can really taste the aromatics yeah. in the background of this one. I give this one a seven out of ten. They could add um. Like a fancy luxury seltzer water brand, and they could have like seltzer water tasting clubs, you know, where like instead of wine night Wednesdays or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, all the the fifty year old moms go and drink <laughs> Lacroix at the local art club and paint together. Yes, and then they go, mm, "This is a cheap Lacroix. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a bubble. This is bubble. This is <laughs> Perrier de Mountain Springs of of Aspen, Sweden." I don't know, dude. It's uh Oh gosh, what is that expensive water called? Is it um Fiji? Smart? Oh, Fiji. Fiji collaboration with Lacroix. That's something pretty dangerous. Or what if we got Hennessy to sponsor Lacroix? Hennessy and Lacroix. A thug mama's dream. <laughs> so, yes. anyways, Stu What's up? Do you feel like you have been justified or validated in your opinion of LaCroix tonight? Or has your opinion of it changed at all? It's not changed at all. Yeah, I okay. could I could say that I I can I can look at LaCroix in a different light now. Okay. Because I I just considered it trash robot water. But I mean there's definitely levels to it because there's levels to anything, you know. 
anyone yeah. can appreciate anything they want to. Like peanut butter. Like peanut butter, exactly. Yeah. It's just everyone has their own little intricacy when it comes to food. Yeah. So, Delta. Also, a word from our sponsors, Scooter Henry. My dog, my best friend, he's got dementia, and he's 14 years old. Nice. The best dog in the world, Scooter. He's listening to this podcast, courtesy of my sister. So, if you've already turned off this podcast, you better turn it back on. Because I know you could definitely hear that if you've turned it off already. Anyways. You know, know, Scooter, sometimes I really think about you. Sometimes I get my feelings about you. You're an amazing dog. I love you. You've not met Scooter, man. You will, one day. It'll Mm. happen. It's gonna happen. I can feel his his energy from He's miles away. Bro. He doesn't know what's going on half the time. Mm-hmm. My mom tells me funny slash sad stories about him getting old, but they're funny sometimes. Yeah, uh, I mean that's that's just life. It happened yeah. to my dog too. Dude, we've had him for such a long time. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, I don't think anyone in my family expected him to be around this long. But we're not complaining. Yeah, I could see him going strong for another two years honestly it's always the dogs you don't expect to live long that live long yeah 100%. it's never it's never the ones that are like you know this guy's <laughs> the strongest dog in the yeah in the, in the breed yeah, it's like the dog that you take outside every day dude this sponsorship's been going on my for dog a was time. literally <laughs> a runt my dog was a runt and he was like the smallest of his litter and they were and his litter was like a freaking pageant dog and like an athletic dog and he, I'm pretty sure he lived the longest of all his brethren. Oh, yeah. He's like 16 or something. Dang. I think we had a dog live to 17. I think oh, wow. my first dog, I'm pretty sure she lived until she was 17 years old. I can't remember because that was such a long time ago. But, you know. That's you the know. dream for dogs. Yes. Well, that's, is like, it? that's like retiring and just having so much time in your life to I just mean, be the, old. The entire life of a dog is practically retirement. Honestly, their their whole purpose in life is just to make us freaking happy. Oh yeah, they don't have to work a penny. Well, they they used to <laughs> they be. Don't uh, have to work. They I mean, used to work. They used to be like wolves and yeah, stuff. You they know? really used to work. They probably are part of the reason why we're so successful as a race. You dogs know? dogs also provide elements of as like. Species. It helps with like depression, anxiety, um, you know stuff like that mm-hmm. it, i mean i've i've they had a at my high school they have a dog day you know where they bring in little golden retriever puppies and like everyone would play oh. with them and i i mean i only went no no no. i didn't go to a single one of them but i always like i always knew about it whenever it would come because people would post it on their snapchat stories and stuff that's so cool yeah it was that's such a good way to like have give little kids like a really good day you know, just oh, bring yeah. a bunch of freaking cute dogs and just have them all get to play. Well, also, like, depression in teenagers has, like, skyrocketed over the... Well, I don't know skyrocketed, but it's gone up a lot mm-hmm. over the past, I don't know, like, pretty much ever since smartphones came out. Mm-hmm. Or I guess the internet, too. I don't yeah, know. There's I don't this, know the stats 100%, this but it's... More instant direct connection to everybody that makes you feel like you're not as good as these other people just because you're constantly propping yourself up against something else that could be a big factor and it's just like 
people just like to make their lives seem so glorious and glamorous on social media and i think that can really mess with young people's minds especially because their minds are so you know moldable yeah it's like clay and then as you grow older you know life gets harder gets Mm -hmm. hotter you could say you know becomes more of a a hell than a paradise Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you know you that clay that's moldable turns into you know a hard sculpture pretty much like it i remember learning in psychology it goes i can't remember the terms but it's like it's like almost like dynamic versus static you know it's something Mm -hmm. like that it's like you can learn a ton when your brain's developing but pretty much like once you go into adulthood and you've you know your brain stopped developing pretty much mm-hmm. you stop learning as much and you're well not it's harder to learn new things but you can learn more in depth about certain subjects i think or maybe it's like your communication skills get better i don't know well it's like it's like for, there's 18 to 24 like strong developmental years of your lives and that's in every form and fashion like that's why I think there's such a big uprising in sort of like organic foods for younger kids. Cause yeah. it's like when your body needs that food so desperately, there's a more, there's more of a demand that that food be, you know, safe and secure and healthy and support yeah. growth. And like, you know, while you're getting bigger, your brain is also forming at the same rate. So once you stop growing and stuff like that, you know, you can still be shaped and molded brain wise into different things but when you're younger you just really hit those points where you can make it like a strong part of your character to do something such as people who are you know athletes there are people who are naturally athletic and then there are people who take that and put that on their brain somehow Mm -hmm. by you know playing a sport yeah yeah i agree um and then there are people who become multilingual like yeah. later on in their life. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that like nothing's impossible. You can 100% still learn things. It's just, I think it's a lot harder oh, to yeah. go and learn a language than, you know, say you were born in a country that spoke three different languages. Yeah. Cause you're, you're constantly being molded by that. Yeah. You take, I guess, I guess you take in more and then I don't know what it, I, I don't, I seriously cannot remember what it's called, but what is it? Um, like the psychology principle, uh, but anyways, like depression among teens, that's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I remember in high school just hearing so many people saying I'm depressed and I'm not saying that they weren't, I'm saying that it's, it's kind of crazy that, you know, so many more people are becoming de- depressed nowadays. I, I totally think it's cause of like social media platforming and, oh yeah, definitely. and also just like less human contact in general. Mm, I think people yeah. can definitely still be active you know like go out and meet people and hang out oh yeah for sure i feel like it's not as common because like now they make plans you don't have to call someone yeah you just have to text them be like yo you want to hang out and they're like yeah yeah like even even in that sense like not having that communication over the phone even Mm -hmm. can affect a relationship you know yeah yeah and it's like every everything that has existed in the world as like a platform of entertainment or something still exists you know people still read books people still watch theater when we have the ability to make movies and 
people still telegraph. I exactly. Mean, yeah, I wouldn't people, necessarily say that's a platform of media anymore, but like people do it as a hobby now. I mean, this is like a, you know, this is just solely audio. Like we could like video would be the next step yeah. to enhancing this experience. But the whole platform of just being audio is still so prominent, so convenient just because it hits different factors. It, so it, that's probably the same sort of concept with just social interactions and stuff like yeah people still have phones and stuff yeah i mean they're humans, really enhancing our life but it's like people still want that physical connection to someone. yeah and i feel like some people might not be as aware of that need for a physical connection you know some people might be like oh i can you know stay in my room all day and yeah. get on my phone and like you can still be involved with people mm-hmm. but you don't actually have to go out and do anything with those people and it's like it's kind of scary because like a lot of kids will just like sit in their room and be mm-hmm. on their phone instead of like, like go and read a book outside. If you want to be out by yourself, go and read a book. If you don't go to the park, go to the dog park. If you have a dog, you know, go meet some other dog owners, uh, go hiking. You might see, meet someone on the trail, go work out. Yeah. And, and it's, it's like, like even being around someone else, not even interacting with them, but just being around other people. I feel can be beneficial to your health, like your mental health. Oh yeah, definitely. It's something unconscious probably is oh, what I'm I sure, would think. Yeah. But like even when, you know, all this stuff is all around you, it's so much easier for people in this generation to get caught in that hole because they're so influenceable. And it's not like you can do anything about getting rid of yeah or lowering their limiting their usage. Cause it's like at this point, even in my life, I've noticed that like we are kind of dependent on our phones. Like even I am like, if I left my phone at home and then went to work, I would probably miss out on at least one thing. Well, also like society has kind of adapted to general, at least the main society. Uh There are societies that are like little brother societies of the main world society. Yeah. And they don't necessarily operate with the same societal values, but they still have a lot of the main ones, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, I, 100%, I think phones have become integral in society as just a common thing. It's so interesting how how important that tool is to us, like, that we spend so much time on it. Because it's just such a small object, and it has so much information on it, and so much entertainment on it, and it's always on us it's just so convenient and it's like it's like this is an ad for smartphones (laughs) this is an ad for uh the new pixel phone i don't actually know if there's a new pixel phone look at us giving out all these free ads bro yeah you wouldn't even get some sponsorships these people wouldn't even know what pixel phone came out recently (laughs) if they weren't listening exactly that's why see dude i've actually i've been thinking about getting like switching back to the old dial phone you know Mm -hmm. just because like i use snapchat i use instagram you know all that whatnot yeah but it's not like i'm on there constantly it's like i snapchat my sister and that's pretty much it Mm -hmm. and on instagram i like follow my parents and some friends and every once in a while if i see a post i like i'll like it but like if i don't care or you know i don't see the need to like a picture like if you're obviously just doing it for a like and i don't like it i'm definitely not gonna like it mm-hmm. i don't have anything against people other people using social media but it's just it's not my thing like i feel like there's so much more to life than living on your phone and mm-hmm. i just like i i agree like it's become 
a huge part of society and like a huge part of the majority of people's lives, but yeah. I don't see it being a huge part of my life. And I've, I've been slowly, slowly, but surely getting more and more off of my phone. And man, yeah. I got to say, I absolutely love it. I mean, I, I don't think I could ever see myself going back to where I used to be yeah. like addicted, you know, having 50 plus streaks on Snapchat and Oh gosh, that's too much. It was bad. Like I was I thing, was like obsessed with, you know, how many likes yeah, I got. Yeah, cuz it's and, like validation yes, to something. Exactly. It's it's your confidence and yeah, how exactly. many friends you have and all that stuff. I mean, like once I stopped using social media as much, my confidence literally just like went way up. I was mm-hmm. like I was like, well, I think I'm attractive. But that's my own opinion of me. I know other people are going to think different of, differently of me. Mm-hmm. But, like, if I view myself as a good-looking person, mm-hmm. I'm going to carry myself in a more positive way. Yeah. And it's just, like, that type of mindset, not like I'm better than other people, mm-hmm. but, like, I just, I love my body. I love who I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm confident in who I am. Yeah. And support that body positivity. Yes, 100%, man. Be be in your body be happy about who you are, where you are, no matter what. Even if in your scope of your mind, you feel like you're not something you are and thinking otherwise will make you not. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, it's great. Also, just want to shit out a reminder, anyone who's already forgotten, mm-hmm. um, I'm Stu. Yeah. This is the Burnt Toast Podcast, and yes. I've got my buddy Nick. We're both in the toaster oven. You've pushed the little thing down, and you set it to about two minutes. And Three it, minutes? It, I don't know, dude. I don't ever make my toast in the toaster oven. I always put it in the actual oven, and I mm-hmm. put it on 425 on broil, so it okay. only bakes one side. Yeah. And I wipe some Nutella on it, uh-huh. and it's goot. See, like, G-U-T, goot, German. I like peanut butter <laughs> on my... German for good. On my bread, at least. Nutella is good. Yeah. I like I like those spreads that sort of melt. Avocado is also good. Ooh, on bread, yeah, that's the on new burnt one. toast. But getting back to what we were talking about, mm-hmm. self awareness in general is so important with people. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like a lot of people have issues, you know, and some of them they can't control, but some of them they can. And just becoming self aware with what those issues are, and then like noticing like you know i want to fix this you know you you kind of almost dominate you know those weaknesses or whatever you know whatever you want to call them yeah you or you almost can dominate them now because you're aware of them and you you go i want to change this yeah it's really like an awareness thing because for the longest time in my life you know i would see stuff about growth mindsets and like being a motivated person and I would just sort of think it was all BS to try to motivate people like me who felt little to no motivation for anything and then once you sort of step away and evaluate yourself you're like wait why why am I not why why am I acting like all this is just fake yeah because you can really put your mindset in a motivated area 100% man I mean I I used to be in a a super dark place in my life Mm -hmm. and I changed my mindset I've started viewing things positively I started enjoying life looking at myself and my body differently being aware of what i wanted to fix what i wanted to change yeah and it's like for example falling in line with the ego or being very cocky or being conceited or whatever you want to call it 
that's something I recognized was an issue mm-hmm. with someone else's help, of course. Um, when I was like, I don't know, 12 or 13, some girl was like, you're, you're really cocky. It really <laughs> got to me. At such a young age, you it, were broken such, down to I your core. I was broken to my core. You were a crab with no shell. I was an apple seed without the apple. You were <laughs> you were the <laughs> egg without the freaking egg. The you egg were just without the, the yolk. Egg. The yolk without the egg. Yes, exactly. And, I mean, it didn't really actually break me down, but I did become aware of it after that because mm-hmm. it never even dawned on me. I was never like, oh, shoot, like... I'm coming off as cocky. Like I'm only talking about myself. And mm-hmm. that's like something that I think is totally in my control and I can change, you know, and I started to focus on that more and, you know, how often I talked in conversations and, you know, how often other people talk and how often I was asking them questions. And it's like with things that you are aware of, I feel like a lot of the things you can change if you change your mindset towards it or just just become aware of it. I mean, I'm not yeah. saying something that you were like genetically born with, but uh-huh. like if you've thought it into existence pretty much or you've developed in, into existence, then I think you can change it. Like like being self-centered or um not caring about other people, also the way you view your body. And I know there, I, th- I think there are like actual mental illnesses that are related to like body dysmorphia mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I don't, I don't know. And I'm, the, the whole reason why I'm trying to explain this is because I'm not trying to offend anyone. I don't want anyone to think that I'm saying, oh, well, you can just cure your mental illness if you think differently. No, that's not what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And yeah. that is, that is true. It's, it's really important to audit yourself constantly to make sure that your ideals sort of line up with what you're doing on the everyday in your everyday life because you can get misled or get lost or you know just not be using your time the way you want to and sometimes you won't notice till it's all gone you know yeah and then but you know if you hit that low and you realize it's all gone you can build yourself up mm-hmm. yeah. the way you want to yeah if you if you focus on the present more than you do the past and the future you will probably feel a lot more motivated about. Oh yeah, all about many things you do, dude. Meditation. Yes. Let's talk about some meditation. Let's oh talk my about gosh. meditation. Wow. It's some medicine, bro. Honestly, it's really some medicine. Honestly, it's like it's up there with any any of like the top three self wellness. Yes. Like exercise, meditation, eating uh, healthy, clean eating. Yeah, I'd say that's the, the that's the core. Oh yeah. Because you really don't think of your brain as a muscle until you start focusing on it dude focusing on the absolute nothingness of meditation yeah it's literally just the practice of doing nothing and it works so much for your brain it's amazing i mean seriously if any of you guys who are listening if you haven't checked out meditation seriously i mean it changed my life um it made me more mindful i guess i went into that intending that to be but you know, if you just want to relax for five minutes a day or just, you know, one breath, you can sit down and breathe and just focus on the present and it will clear your mind, you know, and allow you to clearly think every day. Yeah. I mean, I've been meditating every night for, oh, I don't know. It was, it's not been, I think it's almost been two months now and I've, I've just been so much more aware of 
my actions and like not only my actions, but I'm more aware of my mental states and like what's making me angry and do I Mm -hmm. need to respond and you know, am I going to be impulsive or am I going to make a well thought out decision when I say the next thing? And it's like, I, before that dude, I was so unfocused and it's just like, it's really, yeah. The focus aspect of it's really big. Yeah. Dude, if you, if you think you're focused right now and you don't meditate, wait until you meditate you 100 percent will be more focused it's such a such a mindfulness and like way of really narrowing not narrowing but just really focusing on tweaking out all the kinks in your brain it's just like straight on impact when you meditate because you really just get in there one thing i've noticed about meditation recently i don't know if it's just because i'm getting older but doesn't it feel like meditation has become more socially acceptable? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I think that's so cool. I think, I think that's there's awesome. Been a huge shift in like the spiritual realm, and not not religion, but like spiritual realm in the Western countries. Oh yeah. Um, you know, if you look in Asia, I mean, a lot of the people there are like Buddhist or um, Hindu, and those are very meditative religions. And they've been doing this for thousands of years yeah. now. And like, they've they've I mean, people have gone over there and then come back to the West and taught, taught spiritual classes and yeah. not even like, not even Buddhism, just like how to meditate and like, yeah, I think, I think that's how transcendental meditation started yeah. was from one guy who, it was like an ancient technique in East, uh, just the East world. And like he brought it back here and he named it transcendental meditation and he taught it to people. And now it's like a, a technique sort of yeah it's crazy that like i don't know i think i i definitely think it's become more socially acceptable i mean i'm a, i'm on the the meditation subreddit on reddit and yeah. it's like i don't know the exact number of people that are on it but i i feel like it's in like the hundred thousands oh yeah yeah and it, that could just be with uh smartphones allowing things like apps to come out because i know i'm sure you've heard of headspace Headspace. yeah that's like the big one and it's so another sponsor today headspace (laughs) it's such a it's such a yeah 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 it's such an entry level like meditation tool because like you can probably refer it to anyone you know and it'll like benefit them in a positive way they won't be like whoa this is weird yeah you know and i mean i've tried out headspace and i 100 percent i will record i will recommend it to an entry level meditator yeah and it's not for me because I do like more yogic mm-hmm. spiritual meditations yeah. and more mindful meditations. But if you don't know what you're doing, if you don't know why you're doing it or how are you doing it, mm-hmm. you know, what your intentions are, Headspace is a great app to yeah. get started. And then once you become more aware, you can do more research if you want. I mean, yeah. it's it's... It's really cool how many different types of meditation yeah, there are exactly. too. It's like it's like exercise, you know, you can do body weight fitness, you can do weight lifting, you can do bodybuilding, you can do you know, agility. Yeah, there's like meditation for you to go to sleep easier. Yeah. There's meditation, there's mindful meditation, you know, you're being more mindful of things. You're thinking, "Wow, look at that tree right there. That's a very pretty tree." Or, "Oh wow, the birds today are singing a beautiful song." Mm-hmm. or the wind is smelling very good. That's something or, I notice a lot is smells. Or I'm feeling 
a little irritated today and I'm mm-hmm. going to acknowledge that and instead of taking it elsewhere I'm just going to try to reason with it and not be so instinctual yes 100 mm-hmm. percent it's, it's it's external and it's internal yeah I mean you can start sitting down for five minutes a day you know sit think about think about all you phone users out there think about this those five extra minutes you spend on your phone that you end up thinking at the end of the day or maybe right after even dang I don't know why I just did that or I really wish I didn't do that. <laughs> Happens to me you can daily, meditate, dude. man. You can meditate at your office. You don't even have to sit in that pose that everyone, you know, everyone puts in pictures of meditation. That pose helps. That's that's more yogic meditation. You know, you don't have to sit cross-legged. You can meditate sitting up in your chair with good posture and good breaths and all that stuff and the right focus. You can meditate. You mm-hmm. can meditate at your office. You can meditate at school, before a class. You don't even have to close your eyes. You can just practice breathing, and it's meditation. I mean, Mm -hmm. meditation is the art of relaxation. I can't remember what book I read that in. I think it was the book on yoga that I have, but it it stuck with me, you know? Nothing else from the book other than the the yogic pose of meditation, (laughs) but... It's like 400 pages of just like tons of different yoga techniques and the mm-hmm. breathing techniques and the that one sitting position that I sit in have dramatically changed my life. And those are only using two to three techniques. And like I can only imagine if I was doing everything. Like yeah. I don't see any reason why I can't. Yoga is also really cool. Yoga is very healthy too. Yoga is amazing. Because I mean everything under the, the, the umbrella of meditation or of yoga. Yoga is not just the body stuff. It's actually like the, the meditation as well. But what is Western yoga is so good for you, dude. Yeah. It's just like there's so many muscles in your yes. back and your It's like it's almost like wrestling. Like you use a lot more muscles than you think you actually end up using. So like you might get sore a little bit or whatever, but like it's just it's crazy how something so easy is so impactful. I mean, meditation, yoga, breathing. It's it's really good too because it lets you focus on the 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 small stuff. Because it's not like you're winning an Olympic medal by closing your eyes and meditating. You know, yeah. It's literally just like something you can do every day, and it's you get you'll you will get better at it. You won't really know how or why, but just through doing it more and more, you know, you're gonna get better at it. It's not like you can suck at meditation. So yeah, it's really it's really humbling. It's not like you're trying to compete for anything. You're just oh yeah doing something to ultimately better yourself. The only reason why someone sucks at meditation is because they think they suck. Yep. Not because they do. Yeah. Once you stop thinking that you suck at meditation, you will no longer suck at meditation because guess what? You're meditating. And everyone's brain wanders. It's not just yours. You oh know? yeah. That's a big one I've heard from people is they're just like, I can't I can't focus in general. Like my I'm already like that. But like but it's like you yeah, get in, I can't you, I can't freaking throw like Tom Brady. You know, like yeah. <laughs> like you know, you're not gonna be as good as you wanna be. Yeah. And it's totally but it's totally achievable to get mm-hmm. to the point. I'm I'm I get in trances almost, you know, where I'm almost like hypnotized. And I sit there and I don't think of anything. And then I, I realize, whoa, 
I'm I'm not thinking of anything. And I'm like, oh, well, now I'm thinking of anything. So, yeah. But it's it's crazy. Back to, th- back to breathing. That's oh, always how it goes. Back to breathing. When you're ever meditating and you just start focusing on random crap. And then uh, you're yeah. just like, oh, wait, yeah. I got to focus on my breath. Yeah. Sorry. And, and being aware of switching back and forth. You know, like nothing's bad because you thought differently that doesn't mean you're bad you know that's doesn't mean you messed up your entire meditation just keep on going you know just Mm -hmm. keep on meditating yeah exactly it's great it's healthy there's literally nothing bad that can come out of it and it's in my opinion a better use of my time than sitting on my phone for an extra five minutes i actually need to start getting up in the morning and meditating instead of sitting on my phone because i'll like after breakfast, I'll go, I'll go back in my room, unless I'm like highly motivated to go to work. I'll go back, get in my bed, sit on my phone until 7.30, 7.35 in the morning. And I'm like, shoot, I need to get dressed. <laughs> and then I get dressed and leave and I'm at work on time. But I'm like, dang, I could have meditated for five minutes and made it to work early. And I would be probably more fulfilled than sitting on my phone for 15 minutes and making it to work on time. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is a good segue to another topic. Oh yeah. Let's talk about freshman dorms. Those can really, uh, leave you with no headspace. No headspace. Because you're always with another person. Like, you guys are completely sharing the room. You're constantly breathing each other's air. Yes. It's like, that can really drive you crazy. And that's what drives a lot of friendships to to separate in freshman year. Because that's, like, the biggest thing. Like, did you have a similar experience? Like, what was your freshman roommate plus just your freshman in general apartment dorm experience? Oh, it was this tiny, I mean, it was a like a shared dorm i guess so like me and my roommate had a room and then i had two suite mates and then we had we all shared one shower and one toilet um but like me and my roommate shared uh, a sink slash mirror and then my suite mates had the same thing you know had the same setup mm-hmm. but it was super cramped i mean both my roommate and i got bunk beds so we could have more room, but even then it was super cramped. I mean, I literally was like sleeping less than 10 feet away from another dude, you know? And I was just like, at first it was a little weird, but it wasn't anything different than it summer kind of camp. It was a weird thought. You're just yeah. like, why is this person next to me just yeah. in his so, own so, dreams oh, and I'm over here in mine? Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Sometimes I'd think like, dang, this, like, this person I literally did not know... <laughs> months ago dude i met i met my roommate on a group me um and i was like hey anyone got Fortnite?" (laughs) he was like yes and so i added him on xbox and we started playing Fortnite together and he was like hey there's these two guys oh we started talking about ut and stuff and rooming and that type of thing and like we we played tons of Fortnite together. We like really bonded over Fortnite. This sounds so bad, mm-hmm. so cringy, so dude. Cute. Oh my god. They bonded but, over Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they played mobile. No, we played on the Xbox. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah, we we ended up getting along pretty well. And I was like, I don't know if he or me I, I don't remember who prompted it, but someone was like, Hey, I'm gonna go to UT next year. If you need a roommate, hit me up. 
Uh-huh. I think it was him, or I think we had discussed about it because I didn't like I didn't confirm I was going to UT until like October, and he already had been set on going to to UT for a long time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's he's cool. Uh, we got along pretty well. I mean, there's sometimes where like I could tell something was a little off. I don't know if it was because of me. And there's sometimes where I was a little off. And it was, it's totally nice to have like your own free time, like yeah. your own space. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like he'd be in the room and I'd be in like a bad mood. And yeah. I, I'd have to like kind of just like push it down and wait until he left the room or whatever. Or I'm sure there were times when I was in there and he was in a bad mood. Yeah, you and really start getting elbow room issues in yeah. those situations. Like if, if dorms in general if they put more money into like these crappy old dorms and just made them bigger in general, that would probably like really improve the quality of life. Oh yeah. I that, that applies to any campus. Yes. There is, there is a, a, a sort of a very obvious elephant in the room with crappy apartments <laughs> and literally how, how bad that is to live. Yeah. In, you know? Yeah. It's like if you're paying so much to go to college, you do not deserve to live in a, a jail. And, cell, yeah. You know? Pretty much. I mean, it's, it's pretty much it's, a little bit bigger than a jail cell, but it's yeah. pretty much a jail cell. I yeah. mean, you've got an RA. You know, you got your freaking warden of the mm-hmm. hall watching yeah. you. You got cameras, you know, the guards. Yeah. And, man, and you're like, you can leave your room and walk around campus, mm-hmm. but you can't, you know, I think all dorms, no matter what age you are, you can't drink. Yeah. Um, And, I mean, of course, you can't do, like, illegal things either. That's an obvious, but... As for my situation with the community bathroom, you know, you can't control what other people do in the bathroom. So, people literally just piss on the floor, you know. It's so gross. There was a big problem with someone shitting in our shower. Over and over and over. Yeah, like, (laughs) it happened, like, four times. And it couldn't have been us, but it's like, like, what what person does that as a way to get back at people, you know? I don't know if that's, like, a prank or if someone has, like, some issues. Like, yeah, I don't know if that's, like, a frat bro prank or, like, a... A, you know a cry for help yeah you know? <laughs> and you can't unless you like you can't because it's literally yeah. poop dude it's just, you can't take it oh seriously it's yeah. just poop <laughs> when i when i worked at a summer camp a year ago yeah i guess a year and a half ago there's this kid the last week i was working there not in my group thank the lord but he he was like he was like 16 or 17 years old and he pooped in on the floor in the bathroom oh, no. and wiped it on the walls and oh, like drew pictures. No. And some of my campers saw him do it. So guess who did, who got to talk to the head of camp about about this about like a bunch of eleven year olds seeing a sixteen year old wiping his poop on the walls. He was sixteen. He was like sixteen or seventeen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually like a thing. That's no, it's like a, it's a serious. Yeah, like, it's, it's like an actual. Thing. It's an actual thing. I don't know. It's some psychology thing, but like, it was a huge deal at camp because, like, obviously, like, that's a huge issue. Yeah. Not only for the kids who saw it, but also for like health and and like safety, sanity, and sanit is it sanitization? Sanity. I feel like sanity. Huh. No. Sanity. No, I don't. I don't feel like that's the word. Well, it's being clean, being, being clean. clean, being clean at camp is important. 
you can i got um freaking athlete's foot multiple oh, times gosh. at camp because i didn't understand drying off your feet is important also wearing flip-flops in the shower that's a communal oh. shower is also important oh i hate to hear that one i didn't realize that until i was like probably like 15 or 16 at that camp oh, and then gosh. i started wearing those i didn't i didn't get athlete's foot before that uh-huh. but like once or twice i'm so glad i i knew to bring flip-flops into my shower because if i was stepping in someone's poop oh yeah that's gosh man yeah i ever since then i actually <laughs> the first week at college i'm pretty sure i showered in my flip-flops and i think it's recommended to shower in flip-flops if you're sharing it with a bunch of people you know if you're sharing a shower yeah, with four other guys or three other guys you should probably be wearing flip-flops now i never got athlete's foot in college but i also took better care of my feet comparatively to when i was 15 16 years old but yeah, when you're that age you don't really think about that stuff you're just kind of a stinky teen yeah i i don't know why we went off this tangent on showering and feet and stuff but because of this, the uh the, the kid, apartments and the dorms this kid dude at this camp there was literally like a hunt for this kid and okay sorry let me clarify my campers didn't see like exactly who the kid was but they saw him doing it like through the stall Mm -hmm. and so i had to pretty much interrogate my 11 year old campers about about the dude smearing poop on the walls in the bathroom bro they could not keep a straight face they were cracking up they thought it was the funniest thing and i was like this is kind of funny but it's also disgusting and we have to catch this guy we have to catch this guy because like this is an issue he's into mafia we ended up finding out who it was though I don't know his name. Yeah. I wouldn't call him out either because that's uh-huh. 100% not cool. I hope he got the hope he needed. I hope so. That would be nice. That would be wholesome. I've got so many camp stories. I could probably do an entire podcast or two the camp on camp fire, stories. Spooky Dude, campfire. Dude, I should have like a campfire collection. So what's the scariest thing that's ever happened to you? Scariest thing that's ever happened to me. See, that's a good question, actually. I don't, I don't, I've never been put in like any particular situations that really made me oh, fear for my life. I've got a good one. Let's hear it. I don't know if it's the scariest thing, but it was pretty dang scary when it happened. Uh-huh. So my friend and I in middle school, we hung out a ton. I mean, it was, it was almost every week and you know, once or twice a week. I mean, not that much, but like we were always together at school, always hanging out on the weekends if I was in town or if he was in town and He's got this huge, he doesn't have the property, but there's like just huge amounts of land around his house, huge woods. And, you know, being the explorative children that we are, um, we enjoyed going out in the woods and just like finding cool trees to climb or like pushing over dead trees. That Mm -hmm. was like our main thing, pushing over dead trees. That was so much fun. That's so punk. Kind of dangerous, but uh, a lot of fun. I haven't done it in a really long time, but it was just like so satisfying hearing that sound, hearing that crash and then like dead silence after that. It was Mm -hmm. awesome. But anyways, we'd like wander through the woods. And one time it was in the fall. I think it was like September, October, I guess. Actually, I don't know about that. Okay. I'm not going to say when it was cause I'm not sure. And I don't want to lie Mm -hmm. cause that's not cool. cool. Um, but anyways, I remember we were walking through the woods 
I guess it must have been during hunting season, whenever that is. But anyways, we were walking through the woods, and there are other properties out there. But being kids, we don't really care about trespassing, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, whatever. What are you going to do? Shoot some, like, freaking 12-year-olds, dude? No. Mm-hmm. No. Absolutely not. But anyways, we were walking through the woods. Actually, no, people would do that. People would totally shoot a 12-year-old if they were on their property. Like, just a crazy person. Mm-hmm. Sorry. A crazy old. A crazy old dude. Okay, so we hear gunshots, and we're, like, freaking out. But they're, like, kind of distance, distant. So we're like, all right, let's just not go in that direction. And then we kept on walking in the woods, and the gunshots are literally, like, right next to us. Gosh. And, like, we heard... I guess a bullet hitting a tree nearby and we freaked out. Dude, Mm -hmm. we freaked out and we just like sprinted out of there. I mean, we ended up running onto some other person's property, like their backyard. They had a freaking shooting range. So I'm guessing it was the same person. Of course this is out in the boonies. Yeah. So it could have been anyone. I have no idea, but we, we run through and they have a shooting range and we're like, holy crap, this is crazy. We got to get out of here. We finally find the main road that connects to his house and we ended up like running back to his house. Dude, that was, that was scary. I mean, I was legitimately afraid that I was being like hunted mm-hmm. and I'm sure the dude mistaked us as like a deer or maybe yeah. he just wanted to scare us, but oh gosh. it freaked us out and we like sprinted out of there. That was crazy. What about you? What, what's your scariest encounter? See, I've been trying to think, and there's not one that particularly stands out to me. Most of them do come from when I was a little younger, and it's like pretty like day to day stuff. Like one time, I I fell in the pool when I was like five before I knew how to swim. Oh yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. See, like that's not like the most life threatening thing, but, but that's at something the time, that stuck it around. Really, it, permanates like yeah. itself in your brain same with like things like your your phobias and stuff like getting put in a tight space for a long time when you're scared of that stuff like that but there's no real particular standout moments in my life that i've felt like fear for my life or oh yeah you know just oh. like fear that something bad would happen yeah i i guess another scary time for me a more recent one was when i almost died sailing yeah. i wrote my college essay about that it was crazy you dude. Mean that like was, the one to get into college yeah oh that's cool yeah i i um that was like the worst storm i'd ever been in there was lightning everywhere the the rain was pouring i mean you literally could not see like 15 feet in front of you i know that doesn't sound like a lot but when you're on a boat in the middle of like a three mile wide river that's pretty freaking not like, scary. Cause not like Armageddon. Dude, you literally, you don't know which way you're going at all. Like, I could have been going downstream, for all I know, out into the, the sound. And it's basically just like the ocean, mm-hmm. except a little bit shallower. And it's like, I could have been floating out there, and I would have had no idea. Yeah. But, like, the boat was rocking. We had to drop the sails on the boat. I, it would have been a totally different story if this was a motorboat, too. But this was a sailboat, so no motorized engine on it we had an anchor and two sails and then four children and two of those children were crying Mm -hmm. and the other two were taking charge and actually doing stuff because we didn't want to die but 
that was crazy, man. I mean, I literally almost died. We we ended up anchoring the boat, um, and we we had to jump on a motorboat. They're called chase boats, and they pretty much just like direct everyone where to go. I don't know how they found us. Oh wait, I think there are trackers. I think we had trackers on the boat. I can't remember, but you could like clip on trackers to the boat so you could yeah. see where they were. I don't know if that's how they found us or not, but might have been. Yeah, I can um, see them having that, and that seems like a reasonable. Yeah defensive maneuver yeah. like emergency they they uh pulled up we had to jump on their boat all four of us leave everything on the boat um jump on the motorboat and 12 other people were on this boat and this is a boat designed for maybe like six people tops and so it was literally sinking yeah it was a, a flat a flat boat carolina skiff it was a skiff that's what they're called it was a carolina skiff um, and we had 12 people plus the driver on it around that number. And they drove us really close to this little island that was nearby. And they're like, all right, you guys are going to have to jump out and swim because the waves are too crazy to like, like if I pull up on the shore, I'm afraid I'm going to like crash the boat and beach it. And so we had to link arms, like 12 people had to link arms, jump out of a boat in the middle of a lightning slash thunderstorm Thankfully, we could see the island in front of us. It wasn't 15 feet away, but it was like pretty far. It was probably. it was about two football fields away. And I mean, of course, by then the rain had eased up a little bit, but like it was still storming and stuff. Sorry, I should have clarified that. And we we linked arms and we we swam all the way to the island. I was getting stung by jellyfish. Lightning was going off around me. It was thundering. It was pouring rain. We got onto the island and we had to do lightning pose or position, whatever, for like 45 minutes to an hour or so. And that's where you like, you stand kind of like, you squat and you put your your hands together and you like make a diamond over your head. Hmm. And you have to sit there because if you get struck by lightning, apparently that like helps it go around your heart so you don't die. Uh um, and you, you, and like squatting helps, um, you get lower to the ground and also like spreads out, you know, if you were to get shocked, the electricity distribution, but that was crazy. No one died. No one got hurt. We did have a boat break a few parts, but that, so that was crazy. This isn't really related to your story, but what would happen if you got struck by lightning, but you were holding hands with like eight people? Well, I mean, the... Okay. Would it divide itself, or would it just go straight into the ground I think I'm pretty sure... um, I know... Okay, so I know people are conducive. You know, you can conduct electricity with your body. I think conducive? No, conductive. Conductive. Wow. Um, Anyways, people can conduct electricity with their bodies. I mean, that's why people get struck by lightning. Uh Um, If you're grounded... I don't think that it would go through. Like, I think if you're grounded, it would just go straight through you. I have no idea. I don't know. I feel, but like, I feel like if you, if you were holding hands with everyone, I feel like it would be the same amount of energy through everyone because you're acting almost like a line. I guess some energy would go into the grounds, like through people's legs too. Yeah. And I mean, there's kind of like an impact force to lightning as well. Yeah. So, like, that would probably 
you know, do a number to wherever it lands and not just the whole party. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure there's, there's like an actual physics paper on, you know, what would happen if a chain of people got struck by lightning. Yeah. And maybe it depends on, you know, since they're all like this, it may just go straight down. But if maybe they were, you know, stacked on top of each other. Yeah. No, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So if no, if only like one person's touching the ground and everyone else just like floating in air, is that what you're saying? Um, or if just like yeah, people yeah, are yeah, floating exactly. in air. It's like, it's like it has to go through one person and then go through the next person. Yeah, I think I think that it would go through everyone at the same amount. Because like yeah. imagine if you put a charge on like a light strand, you know? Mm-hmm. The same charge, I'm pretty sure the same charge is going through it at all times unless there's a resistor. I guess, you know what? I, I guess the, the human body could act as a resistor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably what I would think. Because your body takes some of the, you know, it takes a lot of damage from the lightning. Yeah. So I feel like it's releasing itself through, you know, actually hurting you. That's interesting. I've, I've never thought of that before. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like that's such a bizarre situation. You don't know if that would even work. Yeah. That's something you got to ask a really smart person. Or Google. Yeah, that's, I feel like uh, that's maybe definitely at least like one person has looked that up on Google. Oh yeah, you know, oh, people no. just think of stupid stuff. I'm sure multiple people have looked that up, dude. I was so interested in like the weather when I was younger. I looked all types of weather questions up. You know, I have I, this one like really vivid memory of me in like a hotel somewhere. I guess we were like going on like a vacation or something, and we were on our way there, or we were just coming back from somewhere, and like. Me and my brother were in, like, the lobby of our hotel. It was, like, 2006. And my yeah. brother was like, what should I Google? You know, it was like, <laughs> it was like that was, like, cool. I was like, what should I Google? What should I Google, Nick? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, why do your bruises get, why do your bruises, like, lump up when yeah. you get hit on the head? And he was like, that's a good question. That and honestly, that question. is, like, a, you know, it's something you think about. And I, it's would, like, I would want to know why. It's, like. Because when you get when you get hit on the head, it like creates some sort of fluid there to okay. compensate for your bruise. So there's like actually something being filled oh, in. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's weird. It's weird that that happens. To How the does head. your body like know? I guess where the nerves are firing, your yeah. body's like send the juice there. Send the juice. <laughs> <laughs> they need water. <laughs> they need water. Yeah, yes. it's like I guess it's because it's like in the brain, and the brain's like sensitive, so your body's like put something there. They need water. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, and it's just like when you get a bruise on your leg, it's just a purple spot. Yeah, I, I thought that was like blood cells or something. I think yeah, I think there's so many little capillaries throughout your whole body that and like when burst. You get, yeah, when you get yeah. when you get bruised, it's like they burst. But they heal very easily, mm-hmm. or I guess in most people, there are not fatal. Dude, do you know people like some people? I guess like if you blood, I think if you blood clot easily, you can bruise easier. That may be it, because there are people who bruise differently. I don't know. know. I know there are. You ever met people who are, legs are just covered in bruises? Yes. I know, one, I know a girl yes. who would always have bru- and girls do it all the time. Apparently, it's like a joke. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I've I've actually like I know quite a few girls who have bruises, like a lot of bruises on their legs, and they're like, oh, I don't know where that came from. Yeah, exactly. They're and I'm like, like I oh, <laughs> like I usually know where my bruises come from. Because they're usually like, I don't bruise easily. Yeah. I mean, if someone hits me hard, yeah, I'm going to bruise. Mm. But I'm not going to bruise because I bumped my leg into the corner of a table last night. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, also, like, how hard did I bump my leg into the table last night? Yeah. I, I bruise. 
I'm yeah, not I'm not I Kim Jong Un, okay? <laughs> All right. I bruise. He bruise. I bruise. He bruise. I bruise Bruce. I bruise Lacrosse. Lacroix. Yeah, I'm a bony guy, so I I get I do get bruised as well. Yeah. It's pretty easy. Again. So fragile. We're like t- I'm like twigs. Yes. Yeah. Again, just wanted to um give a shout out to our sponsor, Scooter mm-hmm. Henry. We love him. Um he's listening to this podcast right now. He's my dog. We love him. He's a good Henry. boy. Also, for any of you wondering what breed he is, he's a German short haired pointer. Wow. It's an awesome dog. What breed is he? What breed is he? Is he a very good boy? He's a good boy. Can he shake hands? He can shake hands. Can he, he roll can, over? No. Uh, he, I'm, I think he can roll over like if he wants to, but he's not trained how to do that. And dogs don't need to be. No. They can roll over whenever the heck they want. Yeah. We've trained him to sit, lay down, shake, um, stay, and when we say out, he leaves the room, which that is literally such a great thing to train your dog on if you're like, I don't know, if you're not wanting your dog to be in the dining room with you while you eat dinner. Yeah. Or I guess, I mean, if you're eating in a dining room. Um, That's got to take a lot of freaking loyalty and will from a dog to just yeah. leave. Because well, dogs love that social interaction. You yeah. Know? I mean, he'll always come back. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes he'll go, like, lay down near us, and we're, to- like, if he would just lay down at dinner mm-hmm. and not sit right by us and pant the entire time, we wouldn't care, you yeah. know? But he sits there and he pants the whole time. Because that's, that's kind of like his form of begging. You know, if he wants to go outside, he'll sit by the door and pant. <gasps> or if he's stressed out, he'll pant. Or if he wants your food, he'll pant. Yeah. But that's just like his way of doing things. Uh, he's an, he's a good dog. I mean, he's gotten a little senile recently. Um, he doesn't really listen to us as much as he used to. Yeah. But I mean, he's still a great dog and like very not very smart, but he is a smart dog. He's not the smartest dog, but he is a smart dog. Yeah. It's it's I don't know. It was it's nice having a dog. Dogs are great. Dogs are great. I want a dog one day. I would probably. I'm. I'm not gonna get a dog. I feel like you're a cat person. I'm, I'm I feel definitely like you're gonna more get a, of cat. a cat person. What if I could get the opportunity to just take my cat from home right now? I would, and I think that opportunity may pop up at Ooh. one point in my life, and I will <laughs> gladly yeah. accept that because me and my cat are just dope. Yeah, cats She's live dope. like super long too. They're just chill. They're just like in it with you. You know, they're not wanting you. Yeah. They're not, like, dependent animals. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure cats self-train themselves on how to use a litter box. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then then people just have to clean it up themselves. Dude, I learned, I actually didn't know this. Like, if you don't clean up a litter box, it stinks. And I thought that cats just smelled really bad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. No, no, it's, it's litter box. Also... You're supposed to get them fixed or neutered, I guess. I don't know what the correct terminology spayed. is. Spayed, whatever. If you don't want them to spray. Because apparently the spray smells really bad, too. Yeah. But, like, I learned that if, you're, like, if your place stinks and you have cats and it smells like cat pee, it's because you're not cleaning your litter box enough. Yeah. And you should clean it more because, like, cats don't smell. 
And I, I went for such a long time of my life thinking that cats smelled. I mean, I, I knew that their pee smelled, but I didn't know that, like, the smell in the house of a cat is from the litter box, not from the cat itself. Yeah, and stinky litter box is not, it's so bad. It's dude. gross. It's, one of, it's up there for one of the worst smells. Yeah, you know? and it, like, gets in your clothes and you smell, like, cat pee. Yeah, like, it just gets in your whole, gross. like, yeah. every room of the house will yeah. smell like it. And, I mean, dogs. I mean, dogs smell bad, too. I mean, wet dog smells pretty bad. And so does, like, like just dirty dog in general, too. Oh, yeah. Like, if you haven't given your dog a bath in a while, do us all a favor and go wash your dog. Because I don't want to show up to your house and put, pet your stinky dog oh, and get its stink all over my hand. hate that, dude. I yes. hate when you pet a dog oh, and God. it gets all that nasty crap, like their oil coats. Yes. Dude, labs are really bad about it. Yeah, because they have like heavy natural oils. I would get a thin-haired dog. Like a thin, thin-haired's are great. Scooter's thin-haired, but like he sheds everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like thin hair everywhere. I could probably find his hair on my clothes here. You know. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, dogs just like you're not supposed to wash them a lot but you like if they start to smell you need to wash your dog or if they get dirty wash your dog yeah they can get a little like active and just like have natural oils excrete on their skin and that's not a big deal no once once you start letting it sit around and get all sorts of disgusting yeah i mean i just don't like it like I don't mind petting a dog and having like that general dog smell on my hand because I know what dogs smell like and I don't mind it because I've grown up around dogs. Mm-hmm. But petting a dog and it smells bad, like it almost smells sour, like it's got that sour dog smell, that's oh, yeah. gross. And you need to wash your dog because like you may be all cool and stuff because you have a dog and you're walking your dog around the park. But once that first person pets your dog, and if they are really picky about smells like I am and smell their hand, they're not going to want to pet your dog ever again because odds are you you probably won't clean your dog if you aren't doing that already, which you should be doing that. And if you aren't, then you should start cleaning your dog, but you're not going to listen to me because I'm not you. Yeah, I feel like, you know, I know people who have like like larger houses that have, stinky dogs but generally oh. when it's like a when it's like in an apartment complex oh yeah i feel like they actually it just like kind of forces you to keep your dog cleaner because yeah. you experience I mean, it more also if you care about that because it's like when you have less room yeah. in your house you have more just nasty yes. dog yes everywhere <laughs> yeah i've been a lot more conscious of like how clean i keep like my bathroom for example like in college dude it sounds gross, but I didn't really like clean up my shower or my bathroom very often. And now it's like once a week. And it's I like I should do more than once a week. Yeah. Or I should do once a week. You should do once a week. I let it I don't know. I just let it get nasty until at I least, feel like at I have least, to clean. At least like wipe things down, you know? Yeah, I actually did wipe down my uh, shower curtain today. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Look at me. Oh, that was loud. Yeah. If you heard that on the podcast, that was our neighbors. This is uh, being recorded in our apartment. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, I can't afford a studio. I'm not super rich. 
Mm-hmm. But no reason to record no in the studio. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's yeah. the goal here. Is it the goal when I can just do it with like regular equipment with the table in my living room? You could do it just like Joe Rogan and just do it in your basement. Yeah, exactly. I'll probably end up doing that one day. But that also is if I have a basement. That's such a wonderful career, Joe Rogan and his podcast, interviewing, interviewing. It's more like interviewing. I think He's, I feel like if I took this farther i could get some like cool interviews with people and like, you could even you could even do it yeah 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 yeah. totally that's what one of my friends was trying to do with uh with podcasting because we where i'm from is pretty close to uh where ah, oh, what's his name john mcafee okay it's where it's near where he lives and if you know anything about john mcafee i do google not. him he's freaking crazy dude he's nuts he like he made the antivirus. He sold it. He moved to some exotic island. He murdered his neighbor. What? He came back to America, sort of got away with the murder, ran for president against uh, Obama. And like, not Obama. I think he was libertarian. This is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's nuts. And he li- and he like sort of lives now where uh, where I used to live. And apparently he actually used to come like, to the movie theater that I worked at Whoa. and he would like bring like two or three like hot chicks with him. Uh. And it's like, it's like, imagine if my friend actually managed to uh, get his contact and like do a sit down yeah, interview with him. Yeah, that, that was his whole so goal. Cool. And he really, I think he, I don't, I forget. I think he had his contact and I think he had the ability to do it, but I don't know. Like, I, I, I forget what the outcome of that situation was, but I know he never talked to him. Yeah. He just got the equipment too. Yeah. And, and it's, like, it's Shit, totally possible, you know, to interview big name people. I mean, if you got, if you have people who listen to your podcast, you know, if you even have 50 people that listen mm-hmm. to your podcast, which is a pretty small amount, you know, for, I feel like I could get 50 people. I hope so. I mean, that's my goal. Yeah. Um, people would be interested in being on your podcast. I mean, I've already got several people who are like, oh yeah, I want to be on your podcast. They've uh-huh. never, I mean, this is the first episode, you know? Yeah. It's like, who even knows what this is going to be about? <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's fun to have a, a, a sort of platform like this. Yeah. And just get to talk to a group of people and hopefully like positively influence them. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Provide them entertainment. I just like, this is totally a hobby for me. And I'm just like, I don't know if I'll take this professional, but I probably won't. Yeah. I'm just going to do this for fun, you know, hopefully the rest of my life because why not? I mean, imagine how cool it would be when you're like, I mean, I don't know if you're like 18, but like if you have a good relationship with your dad or your mom and they're on a podcast and they've been on a podcast for like 20 years mm-hmm. or I mean, I guess, yeah, 20 years, I don't know, 30 years. I have no idea. I don't know how old I would be in real life when, whenever, like, if my kid listened to a podcast. But then, like, your thoughts are out there. And someone, it ages it, well. like, your, your kid can listen to it. Like, for me, like, my dad is a musician, and I hear his music played. And I'm like, wow, this is really cool. Like, that's my dad. And the music's good, you know? Yeah. And it's just, like, if I develop the podcast to that point, like, my, my kid or kids can hear who I am you know and that's just like a really cool way not saying that I would like 
raise my kids on my podcast. Be like, you want to know more about me? Go listen to my podcast from 25 years ago, okay? But it allows you to leave your footprint in such yeah. a strong way. Yeah, and like also like if if my podcasts are still around when I'm dead, mm-hmm. my kids can go listen to my podcast if they want to hear their dad talk. I mean, this is crazy, dude. Like and I'm talking years out. I'm talking years out. Um, I don't. I, mean, I don't want kids soon at all. <laughs> that's that's the the basis. But I'm saying like that's a that's a popular thing among our generation. Uh, not having kids when they're not having kids too young, yeah. and putting off uh, life milestones. Yeah, sort of just a product of the times. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like people will want to settle down eventually. Yeah, yeah, know? definitely. But uh, I feel like this is a good place to end this podcast today. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks to our sponsor, Scooter. Um, thank you for having me on, Stu. Yeah. Thanks, it was thanks, a pleasure, Nick, for coming on talking about stuff with me. I'm glad I could break in this podcast for you. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know why I didn't mention this way earlier in the podcast, but if you want to shoot us a DM on Instagram at burnt.toast.podcast, feel free. We'll answer. I'll answer most questions. Or I guess we will. I'm not saying me and Nick. But whoever I have on the podcast, definitely that may be. follow the Instagram yes. in order to keep up with everything yes, related every, to this podcast. Yes. It's gonna it's only getting bigger, you know. Only this getting is bigger. Only episode one. Only going up from here. And hey, if you're on the uh this is like really, really, really early news, but hey, if you're on the burnt toast train down the line, I'm gonna be making merchandise just for fun, not for profit. Um, and I might give away a free sweater or a free t-shirt if you've been listening since the beginning. Um, you can use like a little raffle action. Yes. And I know who you are. Who's listening at the beginning. I know you. I know you. All right. I know who you are. I know know where you you live. live. (laughs) Um, not really, but seriously go. Yeah. Nick does go follow burnt toast podcast, burnt dot toast.podcast on Instagram. Um, Stay updated. We're going to have more coming out. I'm going to have more guests on the show. And thanks for listening. Uh, I love y'all. Love you guys too.